Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook. And today, I'm really excited to be joined by Sarah Kim, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at one of our valued partners, Iron Bow Technologies. So hi, Sarah, and welcome. Thanks so much. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. I'm great, except I'm kind of sweltering in our Texas heat of the summer, but otherwise I'm doing great. Happy to have you. So hot lately, yeah. Sending you all the cool vibes, Cheryl. I could use them. So CMO, I know you've got a big role and a big job, but maybe for our listeners, share a little bit about your current role and capacity and a little bit about Ironbow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my role as chief marketing officer is to really lead our digital first go-to-market strategies. That also includes demand gen, and we've done some really great demand gen with Dell. That also includes growing our brand for the overall organization, which impacts both the CX and EX of it all. So there's a lot going on within the CMO office. That's awesome and exciting. So today, whether you were at Dell Technologies World or almost any headline or trade periodical, we see everyone is talking about AI, generative AI, and what just an exciting but yet disruptive technology this is. And it just holds so much promise and opportunity. So when you think about the practical application or the opportunity to leverage it, how can technology like AI help your business, your company, your marketing efforts, and then certainly the relationship we enjoy with Dell, but how are you imagining or thinking about leveraging this exciting new capability with AI? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, really when you think about generative AI from a marketing lens, I'm looking at how it's creating efficiencies in content writing and research, right? It's empowering non-technical marketers with technology in a really consumable way it's also really optimizing the ability to analyze customer behavior and preference data at scale, right? So that we can ultimately create more personalized messaging and experiences for our customers. And then lastly, just overall, it's really driving productivity forward for us. Well, there's no question that the efficiency and the productivity through some of the automation is kind of there, but I like the way you're thinking about the insights and could also be true with sales enablement, right? When you could leverage information, insights, research for your sales community that could just help them deliver that customer experience we're all talking about. And I love your commentary around personalization because at the end of it, all of us want to have the most relevant, personalized experience we can, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe share from your experience in deploying a few of these capabilities, what was a few lessons learned, you know, what advice or learnings from some pitfalls that you'd like to share that would help others with the early deployment of this technology? I mean, all of us today, we're all trying to make sure we're delivering a personalized experience, but you've got to do it with privacy. You've got to do it with compliance. Security is certainly a huge opportunity. So how are you working through that with your team? That's a perfect question. You know, I think a lot, you mentioned security. Security, if you think about when you're leveraging tools like ChatGPT, and let's say you are writing a customer email, 
you're talking about setting a date and a location for a potential meeting, right? You have to understand that that info has now this potential to be accessed on the outside, which could pose a security threat. It reminds me of that saying, I'm a boy mom, I have young boys, everything's superhero here. So it's with great power comes great responsibility. You really have to understand the power of that tool that you're leveraging you know, in your day-to-day. The other piece outside of security, I just want to remind people that tools like ChatGPT and other generative AI tools still require a lot of human touch because there are risks for inaccuracies. There's overgeneralization. From a brand perspective, Cheryl, there's potential loss of a unique voice, right? And then lack of emotional intelligence. We want to create these better experiences for customers. We want to tell better stories. But the truth is that generative AI is still not there when it comes to complex cognitive and calm skills. So you have to take that into account when you're using these tools to create campaigns and messaging. Well, I mean, that's a great point on it's a resource that can augment, supplement, or complement what you're doing, but it's certainly not going to be a de facto replacement as is, right? I mean, the whole nature of these technologies is it learns and it improves. But to your commentary around security, the whole generative AI or open AI and chat GBT is open source and what's in the public domain. So you have to also be pretty considerate and thoughtful and have some level of governance and process around potential intellectual property, privacy data, or just internal processes you don't actually want to expose to the public domain that you wouldn't want to let out of your environment. So really balancing the, take the power of what it can deliver, but complement it and add that to what you are already doing for your ultimate outcome for sure. Absolutely. So I'd love to just get your thoughts too. Another topic that we often describe, and this is true of all marketing professionals, but in the industry today, which is that of personalization at scale. And we all want the positive side of that personalization that you really get me, you understand what you're serving up to me in the way of content, but not the negative side of once I found it, once I'm getting bombarded, right, by whatever is being brought up on the screen. Talk to us a little bit about your business is certainly of size. How are you thinking about and how are you looking at this concept of personalization at scale? This, I feel it could be a podcast topic on its own because it's so big and important right? In my opinion, it is quite challenging because it does require serious data management. You have to have an integrated tech stack. You have to have the talent specifically. Then your marketing ops role could be a strong data analyst that understands how to leverage the tools and analyze that data the right way. So this is really one of our future objectives for us to really fully lean into this because it truthfully requires a massive investment of both time and people in the tools. But that said, Cheryl, I really don't want to minimize this because as you mentioned, it's incredibly important for not only growth, but CX as well. There's a ton of data out there. A McKinsey study talks about how almost 80% of customers will recommend a brand purchase, repurchase from the brand if they offer this personalized experience. And same figure, almost 80% 
really get frustrated when that's not the experience provided by that brand. So this is a massive opportunity, I think, for all of us to really lean into, not only at Ironbow, but across the board. Well, and I think it's the fantastic expression of where the power and versatility and flexibility of these machine learning and AI tools is going to really help achieve this, right? I mean, if I think today, you know, some of our media and marketing tactics are always to optimize search and what's our SEO strategy. And if I think of search today, whether you're on Google or you go to Bing, we're all presented with URL websites. If I go to ChatGBT and I ask a question, I'm going to get very selective, relevant content off pages that are behind that URL website. The whole notion of how we do search, how we leverage those insights on personalization has just tremendous opportunity and potential here. But I think we're just in the early innings, right? It's how do we get our teams educated? How do we get the right governance around security and privacy? But how do we really unlock that opportunity of real insights and value at a pace we've never seen before? But that is ultimately going to help us deliver this personalized experience that we all want. Absolutely. You're spot on. Yep. Yeah. Very, very cool. It's an interesting time. And like I said, I geek out a little bit on this marketing technology in the MarTech stack because it's a huge opportunity. So now if you'll indulge me, I always love talking to powerful female leaders and women leaders. And let me just hear a little bit more maybe around your personal experience, a little bit of your journey. What would you describe as maybe relevant watershed moments or opportunities that have impacted your career? Yes, I love that. So watershed moment really for me was joining the Ironbow team. And truly, I mean that not to, you know, I know that that sounds great since I am at Ironbow still, but really I spent so much of my career being the power behind the positions of power or leading marketing organizations on a smaller scale. And what Ironbow offered was a seat at the table with a mic that works, Cheryl, which, (laughs) right? So it's really allowed me to lean in as myself as a marketing leader, working with a phenomenal team, managing a billion-dollar brand. So that was really a big moment in my career. Well, it's exciting, and we all learn every day. But with those opportunities come, obviously, some lessons learned. And I love the fact that you're at the table with a mic that's not on mute. But what have you learned? If you reflect and reflect back, how has it impacted or helped you evolve to who you are today? And maybe influenced a little bit of your personal leadership style. Yes. I've learned over time that I can actually be myself as a leader. And what I mean by that is I can be a woman who was born and raised in Cleveland in the Midwest, you know, from a Korean immigrant family with blue collar roots, who didn't go to an Ivy League school, right? All of these things for so long felt like chips stacked against me. But I've learned that they're actually superpowers that have anchored me to be the leader I am today. So I'm no longer ashamed of it. I'm actually really proud of it. Well, that's awesome. I'm a big advocate and a believer in being your authentic self. And frankly, I say, you know, I wouldn't know how to be anybody else. And all of us bring multiple dimensions of ourselves to work, right? You know, you mentioned you're a boy mom. I'm a boy mom. 
whether you're a mother, you're a daughter, you're a professional, being able to flourish and lean into your personal strengths is ultimately what helps make us all shine, I think. So when you talk about maybe your authenticity and a little bit of your career journey and path, and you're certainly with a large organization now, we've all just navigated through a pretty unique experience, I think, inarguably on all of us learning to work remote and what we've come through with kind of navigating through the pandemic. Is there anything that you're looking at differently, doing differently with your team? Anything that as we've navigated through that experience has altered the chemistry or the inner workings with your peers and your team that you'd like to share? Absolutely. I love this question. I really feel like there's magic real magic that happens when you can establish an actual friendship with your teammates. And what I mean by that is that level of trust and respect. So you actually know, yes, we have each other's backs. That's really the kind of culture that I do my best to breed and foster within the teams I'm part of, where regardless of title, we're actually peers. We're normal human beings trying to do great work together. That is where we see people at their best. I've worked in environments where that wasn't the case and there was a lot of who has the biggest sword in every meeting, yeah. you know, and, and that's exhausting. It's toxic on the morale, on the mental health. So that is something we are really striving for within the Ironbow Marketing Organization. And I think it's unique and I really, um, I think it's special. Well, I think one of the best words you use that I completely subscribe to is trust. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Covey actually has a whole speed of trust methodology there for team dynamics and leadership. And, you know, there's all kinds of proven research that teams that can operate in a high trust environment can actually make decisions faster, deliver true business value and benefit faster. You've got happier people and it's difficult to extend trust, but you have to do that to receive trust, right? And ultimately, it's one of those things that can take a long time to build and develop and can be shattered and erased and lost in a moment, right? So it's super, super powerful. And I'm happy to hear that you value it. And that's certainly a part of the culture that you're bringing and delivering, which is also very, very strong in the Dell culture, which I personally resonate to as well. So I'll tell you, this has been fun and exciting. Any other closing thoughts on priority areas or what's the biggest thing in the second half of the year you and your team are focusing on delivering or tackling here in the last half of the year? You know, we are really prioritizing as an organization, EX and CX. And specifically, we're starting on the EX side because that has a direct correlation to CX which also all leads to growth, which is what we're all after. So you are going to see a massive investment in time, resources, all the things to create the most fantastic employee experience at Ironbow, where when people leave, they say, that was by far the best company I will ever work for in my life. That's really our objective. Well, I love to hear the connection between employee experience and customer experience because if you don't have a positive employee experience, it's difficult to deliver <laughs> a positive customer experience. The two definitely go hand in hand. And I'm really excited to watch what you do and look at all of the 
compelling investments and your company has certainly been performing so well and see continued success and continued growth. So wish you all the best of luck. And I definitely love the partnership that we've enjoyed. So as we kind of summarize, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball because I always like to do this as I wind down the discussion and conversation. Tell us a fun fact about yourself, Sarah, that might not be on your resume, your colleagues potentially may not know, but what's a fun fact about yourself? Okay. If I could build a resume just about this topic, I would. So I don't think (laughs) how much I really love food, which may sound strange, but let me give you a little bit of backstory. So my dad grew up in rural Korea, very poor. So food was incredibly scarce. And he'd always tell me growing up that if you have money, spend it on food and not things, right? So I have such an appreciation for it, how it makes people feel, its power and history, the art of it all, and really what it can do for relationship building. I mean, Cheryl, think about what breaking bread does with people you love, people you just met, customers. It's so powerful. So that would be, if I could redo my resume, it'd be about food. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I do love that. And I love food as well. You're right about how powerful it is as a social engagement. So I think we do now know that food would be your love language. Yes. That's what, (laughs) that sounds great. Well, I'll tell you, Sarah, it's a delight. Thank you for the partnership with Iron Bow. Thank you for your personal leadership and leading by example as being just a wonderful, strong woman leader out there. And let's stay close as we both navigate all this fun world of digital marketing and all the opportunity that we've chatted about that AI represents. So it's going to be fun. Yes, please. I'm excited. Let's do this. Thank you. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for taking the time to join us and being on our podcast. I hope everyone's enjoying it. Please subscribe and give us feedback and be sure to tune in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, I hope everyone stays safe and be well. 